Welcome, everybody, to Victory Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Wilson. Today's guest is Boris Zukov, the owner of LetYouKnow.com. Welcome to the show, Boris. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm not exactly the owner. Uh, I work for Let You Know, well, as a chief executive officer, but, you know, technically speaking, it's a C corporation, so I'm not an owner, but one of our shareholders, and we have over 60, you know, as of today. Oh, wow. 60 shareholders. That's a lot. Well, over more than 60 shareholders. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's a C-Corp. And uh, uh, our goal, of course, is to go public. So when we do hit our IPO, as we estimate we should, uh, obviously, the number will skyrocket. Your business is innovative. I mean, I've never heard of anything like this. Um, what does Let You Know do? Well, we empower buyers to get their deals on their terms. So let's say if you want to, well, you are shopping for a new car, so you want to get a new car. What do you do? Well, nowadays you go to the dealer, you go online, look for deals. Eventually you get your best offer, you negotiate, possibly go to another dealer, and uh, you just continue the search process until you have a deal, you ink it, you drive your car, it's done. Well, we kind of extend that and uh, empower you to do exactly that without actually wasting any of this time. And it's not about time. It's more like we give you, we hand you, okay, tools to name your price. So your price bit with instant results. So imagine that this car is available across thousands of uh, dealerships. So across a thousand of dealerships. So each dealer has, let's say 20 identical cars. So it's like you actually negotiate across 20,000 vehicles in that case in a moment. And uh, obviously that's not even feasible. Even if you could actually do that, it's not feasible. Why? Well, because whenever you negotiate with the first dealer on their first car, and uh, let's say they, you know, two of you fail to come to a consensus, it's not like you can turn around and come back and say, hey, well, let's go ahead and negotiate on your second unit, which is identical to the first one. Obviously that transaction is going to fall apart instantly, right? Because that guy knows you, you know the guy. And, uh, or the gal, I mean, I'm just saying the guy, you know, just because of a typical image of a dealer, you know, but uh, uh, <clears throat> at the end of the day, two of you already know each other. And if that's the case, likely the second transaction going to, or the second negotiation uh, will fall apart <laughs> just like the first one did, right? And uh, what we do, we mathematically empower you to actually make that a reality where the second transaction would actually be independent of the first one. So that means that you negotiate on the first vehicle, it didn't go through, well, here's a second one. And it's all done in reality in parallel, as if it's possible for you to be uh, simultaneously across all these different dealers, negotiate in advance across 20,000 units, right? In this hypothetical example. So that's what we do. We empower buyers to price bid with instant results to get their own deals. So on the go, on your terms. You want to get it? Name your price. Got it? You're saved. Done. Wow. So this saves, uh, you know, potential buyers time. And then it's also an advantage to dealerships as well. Of course, because I mean, first of all, there is no uh, price spiral in effect, because think about this, whenever the dealer okay, posts a good price because they have an urgency to move a certain unit. And there could be all kinds of reasons that they want to move an identical unit from a buyer perspective. But it's not from a dealer perspective because one car could have been on their lot 
for 90 days. And uh, an identical car has been, the, you know, just uh, offloaded uh, off the truck yesterday, you know. So those two units are identical in the eyes of a buyer because they are identical units, right? Brand new vehicles, identical. But for a dealer, the cost of the car that's been on their lot for 90 days or more is obviously different than the car that just been delivered to them, right? So one has more urgency in terms of the dealer motive to move or incentive to move that car, right? Well, what do you do? Well, you post a really good price because you're trying to move it as fast as you can. Well, what do you think those consumers are gonna do? Are they gonna treat it as a fair deal? They're gonna say, oh, that's great that you actually have that car. Oh, no, 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 what's gonna happen is people gonna take that as a starting point in their negotiations, right? So they're gonna use the information against the dealer. The dealer knows that. And then even worse, customers gonna take that information, go to another dealer, negotiate with another dealer to possibly match that price, come back to the initial dealer to get even a better deal, right? That's what they're gonna try to do. So the key is, and of course, competitors, as soon as you post a really good price online, competitors also gonna see that and they are gonna start responding, right? In kind with their prices. So it's a war where in reality, you're not guaranteed to get a buyer just because you post a really good deal. Now, dealers know this and they overstate prices because of that, right? Because you know that you cannot really possibly put your rock bottom price because what's going to be what's 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 going to transpire on the market is that information is going to be used against you and so eventually they uh, waste time they get all these leads and whenever they get leads they pay for those leads and there is absolutely no guarantee they're going to close those leads because those people are going to be using like i said that information from them taking it to another dealer to possibly lower the initial deal or the price to get even a better deal. And the point is all of that back and forth, all of that time that's wasted, all of that information that's being used against your profit margins, those have real implications on dealers. So they all overstate their prices, which effectively reduces the uh, turnover of their inventory relative to what the optimum is. Well, we get them to the promised land without jeopardizing any of their transactions, which is great. So that means that you as a dealer, if you post a price on, let you know nobody can see that it's like as if you actually thought of the price in your own head right so like let's say you don't know what kind of price i just thought of but uh, if you do get a consumer to take a bite at that price or above you have a buyer not a lead transaction is done beautiful and uh, you gotta you got a buyer at the price that you're willing to move that particular unit without jeopardizing any of the rest of your transactions and this model can actually be applied across all new goods and services. And that's exactly what we're going to do in uh, later years. So next year, 2023, we're going to extend new cars to other industries. So that means that what we as a team, what we are working on right now is finalizing certain pieces for the infrastructure in relations to the new car industry. But... Next year, we're going to recycle about 80% of the components to extend that infrastructure for all new goods and services. So that means that come 2024, we should be able to roll out all kinds of different uh, services and new goods for our buyers. So that means that not only you will be able to price bid on new cars with instant results, but also, uh, let's let me give you an example, you can do it let's say on boats, if we have boats, you can do it on the restaurants, 
if we have restrooms. You will be able to do it on timing belts, brake pads, uh, parts, uh, oil changes, you know, battery changes or batteries, you know, uh, whatever you like. I mean, all those uh, services that dealers offer, we're going to have it instantaneously as soon as we complete the infrastructure on all goods and services because we already have agreements with dealerships. So for them, it's going to be a natural extension where they can get customers for a lot more than just new cars, but also services that they provide as well as parts. A lot of times, I mean, think about it. You go to the dealership and they may actually have some parts, some spare parts laying around, you know, collecting dust. Well, you may want to move it, right? Well, here we go. And you are not advertising any of your prices, which is beautiful. So that means that you move that part, done. That's just that transaction. Wow. This is going to basically revolutionize the car industry. <laughs> and, and not just the car industry. In reality, we can compete with any uh, <laughs> with any e-commerce okay, uh, business. Because uh, what, is, uh, what is happening right now is... Here is the price, right? That's how Amazon works. I mean, uh, or Walmart, right? Here's the price. I mean, take it or leave it. So let's say you want to buy a television or you want to, uh, I don't know, get like, let's say a toothbrush. I mean, here's the price, etc. But we are saying, hey, this is the price. Why don't your price be your own price, right? Name your price. Here we go. Instant results, which is excellent because nobody... Nobody has time to wait, you know, for any back and forth. And this is where our intellectual property, our mathematical models come in. So. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, basically to create something like this, you need to be a, a mathematical genius like yourself. But, well, <laughs> but you know, where does this whole uh, idea come from? Well, it's a long process. I don't want to, okay, and it may not sound epic because a lot of people, they like this instantaneous grat you know, gratification and feeling that you accomplish something fast, right? Because we're all like something that just all of a sudden come out and happen out of the blue, right? Like as if it's a miracle, you know, we all like that. And the, in, in fact, I mean, take Tesla as an example. That company, a lot of people perceive to be a relative newcomer, right? Well, I mean, not so fast. I mean, the, that company will be celebrating their 20th birthday, okay, in a few months, you know? So, so, so all those grand ideas, they take a lot of time. So let me kind of take you back on this journey of let you know. In 2003, we reserved letyouknow.com as our URL. That was 2003. We were collecting a lot of data. We were, you know, uh, doing a lot of parametric, non-parametric, okay, uh, implementing a lot of, of those techniques, okay, to devise our algorithms, to devise our matching models, which are not that simple. And uh, that takes time. Then after that, okay, I started gluing you know together those uh, pieces that are really important when it comes to your team because you gotta have you know you 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 gotta have colleagues who can i'm talking about somehow you know somehow perform when there is absolutely no sunshine at the end of the tunnel right i mean you don't see these sort of like uh, massive payout you know immediately and you have to work hard. You have to kind of put it on the back burner, all those desires of these uh, grand, uh, you know, uh, 
dream that the company will be huge and this uh, international mega hit, you're going to have to forget about it and you have to focus on the day-to-day tasks and somehow make, you know, on a very narrow budget, okay, somehow make the impossible possible. Right. And that's exactly the type of team you have to assemble. And it took time, you know, to assemble that kind of team who are extremely knowledgeable, who are extremely hardworking, who are extremely, okay, I, I'm, I'm talking about driven to not only perform, but also, you know, have that work ethics that can show that they can deliver, yet be tenacious and, uh, you know, show a lot of perseverance over time and so, uh, it takes time to, to build that kind of team and uh so so let me let me kind of like uh you know uh, wrap up that uh question because i mean uh i kind of went from from really afar from 2003 but i mean i'm getting to a closing argument over here so to speak so in 2019 we incorporated the company then it took us about two years to put together the infrastructure at least on a more basic okay on a more basic level and uh uh, hard launched uh, our website and then after that we enhanced it it became uh, pretty amazing and then released apps of course all the intellectual property got filed you know in the u.s as well as internationally that's where that's why we have our patent uh, you know approved in the u.s taiwan and uh, so on and uh, also uh, other intellectual property and uh, on top of that we were getting our like i said our shareholders right because uh we needed to, uh, to raise money. And uh, also there are many other pieces uh, that we had to, you know, uh, assemble together, you know, to create, let you know, as what it is today, such as we had to sign up a lot of dealers, you know, and uh, this itself is a very daunting task uh, because it's not that easy to sign up uh, businesses that are worth between 10 and $20 million each, right? And uh, that's uh, that's what that, that's what we've done, and that's what we continue. Okay, as of today, continue on this tangent. We just keep tracking and uh, signing up dealerships and uh, growing our businesses and listings. To at this point, waiting for a seven thousand listing threshold, so we can go full speed on marketing, which is already ready to go. Ads are ready, funding is secured, and. Uh, search engine optimization, all those techniques are all tweaked. You can actually Google name your price on the new car and you're going to see, let you know, as one of uh, top choices. Wow, that's wonderful, man. Um, But we're talking about a 17-year journey here. How do you stay focused, disciplined, and uh, motivated for 17 years while you create something like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, it takes a lot of uh, perseverance, you know, and uh, the, the key is for me, it's more natural. It, it, it's more of a natural process because uh, I myself, you know, I keep grinding on a daily basis. I mean, that's what I expect. And uh, I just keep working at it. You know, the, it doesn't really matter whether it's going to be instantly okay a success story or whether it's going to take 20 years. You know, it doesn't really matter. The only thing that matters is that, I just continue posting progress and implementing things that were not there yesterday to make it into a reality today, keeping, you know, this uh, vision, okay, and keeping, uh, you know, in my, in my head, I have to have a clear picture, right, as we march through this marathon, okay, where are we at today, and where are we got to be tomorrow, and where are we got to be 
in two, three, four, five years. And so as I have this clear picture, I just keep executing what needs to be done on a daily basis. And then I have a very talented and hardworking team, like I said, uh, that, that, that is uh, instrumental in uh, making it happen as well. So we complement each other on a daily basis. And uh, we just continue on, continue on, continue on, continue on. And with every single year, with every single day at this point, I mean, the progress is just uh, huge. You know? That's that's great, man. So, you know, to be a leader like yourself, um, I'm sure you've had to deal with uh, mental health issues here and there, challenges. You know, what do you do uh, for your own self-care? Well, to be honest with you, I actually didn't experience any of that. I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not downplaying, you know, obviously the importance, okay, of spiritual as well as mental health, okay, because everybody are different. A lot of people can break. And obviously, you have to know exactly what your point, your equilibrium point is. So you can regain it. So you know how to sustain the momentum, how to actually be that tenacious person who can survive over time. So I understand the challenges. I understand that everybody are different and a lot of people are going to hit those, you know, rough patches in their journey. Me, myself, I mean, to me, it comes as a, as a natural, I guess, uh, almost like a pedigree that constituted me as a person. I mean, I just get, you know, all my life, I was on this journey where I kept grinding. It doesn't really matter what it is. When I was in grad school, it was a, you know, pretty much a survival of, uh, you know, academic survival, I would say, you know, as I was uh, getting to, you know, my uh, degrees, as I was attaining those milestones, you know, as I was going through dissertation or survival years, you know, uh, during like, let's say the uh, PhD curriculum or like, let's say those exams, we call them prelim exams, or that's what they, they that's what they're called in technical, especially disciplines, whenever you talk about uh, technical PhDs. Okay. So, so the point is, it's a, just a road of constant. Okay. I don't want to say struggle, but a constant, okay. Battle where you have to overcome challenges. Right. And so to me, it became my second nature where I just expect something like that. And if I don't even get it, I feel like I'm getting lazy or complacent and I don't like that, you know? So to me, the a lack of, you know, this, uh, strenuous effort would actually be more detrimental. So I, myself, I thrive in this environment where I constantly have to perform, where I constantly have to set myself, okay, to a point where I work hard, hit those milestones and continue on. It's just the way it is with me. And so to me, that's how I, in, in reality, enjoy life, you know? But as far as like, let's say to decompose sometimes, I mean, you have to clear your head. I mean, uh, so uh, me personally, I mean, I go for, you know, a running session. So I run seven miles at, uh, you know, relatively high speed or pace. I guess it depends on the person. So like, let's say if you're going to talk about uh, uh, people who are like elite marathoners, you know, they're probably going to think that, uh, uh, I mean, uh, I suck in terms of... <laughs> You talk, you know, to Iliad Kipchoge, you know, who is a gold medalist from Ethiopia. Of course, that guy is amazing, you know, and uh, uh, his, of course, results are going to be, uh, I mean, not even comparable to anything I can master. But yesterday, I mean, I went for a run yesterday. I was working all day. And after that, I mean, I went for a run. I did uh, seven uh, point, like, I don't know, two miles. And uh, I averaged uh, six minutes and 45 uh, seconds pace, you know, per mile. So 
to me that was uh, sort of like it's it wasn't even just about the speed but about uh, this ability to clear my head where i think you know as a sharpshooter you know at that point that this is what i need to focus on and this is what needs to be next and uh, it's all crystallized, you know, it's all crystallized. And in my head, I know those milestones and I know what to do to achieve those milestones. And I know how it's it's got to be all structured to actually go from point A to point B. And uh, to me, that helps. Now, sometimes I like cycling. Sometimes I like to go on a uh, kayak trip. You know, I, I kind of like all these outdoorish, you know, all those outdoorish activities, but that's me, you know, and a lot of times, I mean, I, I, for a hike couple, couple, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, uh, went, uh, pretty high on, uh, not, not on top. I did not reach the summit of course, uh, of, uh, Mount Rainier. I think you need to have a license for that, uh, which I don't have. So I couldn't even do that, but I still, you know, went pretty far. Okay. And, uh, looking at those views, you know, and looking at the nature, these, you know, those forces, right? Uh, it kind of, you know, also puts a lot of things in the perspective and it helps you to have uh, a pretty clear vision and uh, an open mind, you know, how to achieve a lot of things, right? And uh, and also, like I said, I don't want to, you know, discount the input that I get from a lot of people, including my colleagues, including shareholders, including the you know, our board of directors and as well as many other people. Uh, I mean, you're getting influenced along the way all the time. In fact, the beauty of uh, human nature, so to speak, and all of us collectively is that each one of us knows something that other person doesn't. And so being open to those ideas and constantly learning that, right, it allows you to maybe reach some conclusions and maybe solve a problem you would not have otherwise. So, so to me, going back to that, uh, okay, park and go, getting back, it kind of helps me to regain that equilibrium, to clear my mind, open my mind to new ideas. And, uh, you know, that's how I recharge, I guess, my own batteries. But like I said, I kind of thrive under pressure whenever I have to continuously, I'm talking about continuously, you know, uh, have to perform, execute and reach one milestone after another it's just the way it is you know so to me i embrace that and i love it so boris i know that you're extremely driven i mean what does your day look like what time do you start and what time do you finish well see uh the the, the thing is it's kind of hard to, I, I don't actually have those set parameters at all so i mean i ideally i can tell you this i i'm not an early riser ideally i would love to sleep real late now, in reality, of course, it doesn't happen, okay? So I don't get to enjoy that. I used to, like many, many years ago, I used to. But uh, th this is something that maybe at some point I will finally, you know, will be able to do it again, but not right now. So the way it is, it, it, it's just like a continuous, It's it's. I don't want to say it's a continuous blur, but there is no such thing as a set time when I get up because, I mean, sometimes I would just get up. I mean, I would start like checking things, okay? And uh, all of a sudden some new ideas or some uh, problems will come up. So I start solving those problems. And I mean, here I go, a couple hours later, you know, you already like, uh, I wasn't even expecting to be up, let's say at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m., but here I am, you know, at 3 a.m. And and then I just continue working. And I typically go to bed late. So uh, 
you know, sometimes, and we have teams around the world. So that means that a lot of times I need to give them input at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 2 a.m. So I got to stay up as well, you know. So uh, during the day, of course, I have to stay on top with our U.S. team, you know. So and uh, the, there are a lot of meetings with investors. There are a lot of meetings with dealers. In fact, I mean, I'm set to go to the East Coast. Um, we, we are based in Seattle on the West Coast, but I'm going to be driving to the East Coast to meet uh, quite a few dealers, you know. And those dealers, I can tell you this. I mean, those are brilliant, brilliant, brilliant folks. I mean, I can tell you, you, you can learn a lot from them as well. And meeting those dealers is actually a blessing because you get to... Uh, uh, you, you get to pick up their brains and uh, you get a lot of ideas that you wouldn't even actually think about, you know, be, you know, if that didn't happen, if those meetings didn't materialize, you know. So all of that is going to be productive, not only to get more dealers involved with let you know, as we sign them up, but also how we can expand, okay, features and services that we provide to dealers to make those deals accessible to our buyers, right? I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. I want to make sure that we mathematically provide, and we do provide this marketplace that can actually empower people to get deals. Well, how do you do this? You have to remove every single friction from the supply side to make sure that those guys are willing to give those deals to consumers, right? Without actually jeopardizing any of their high markup sales, right? or their high profit margins. So, so. Boris, along the way, um, have you had any mentors or do you have any mentors now that you look up to? Well, you know, you know, uh, that's a good question, but uh, I don't really have mentors, okay? I've never had them. I mean, because to me, it would be a number of people, okay, that I think of them as experts, right? Or some people who know quite a bit in different fields, and they have a lot of knowledge, not, you know, outside of even those fields. So let me give you an example. When my own uh, um, grandpa was alive, uh, he passed away in 2012. I mean, uh, he he had a, P, a PhD in physics. We bounced a lot of ideas. We actually talked about mathematics quite a bit because, I mean, I have my degree in econ. He is, is in physics, but they actually overlap quite a bit because you are applying the same mathematics, the same mathematical, okay, uh, techniques and models to just different, uh, to, to different areas, such as in his case, he is uh, looking at, let's say, variable stars, right? And he's trying to use, let's say, Fourier transforms to, well, to understand how, you know, those uh, stars change their, let's say, size, right? Well, you look at the light, the variability in light, and you can actually then, okay, you can look at the frequency of that light and you can fit it into a certain function, right? Well, that's where you use the Fourier transforms to actually model those frequencies correctly. Well, for instance, in economics, you would have all kinds of different functions that you have to model whenever you need to understand, let's say, consumption functions or utility functions. Utility functions, like how much happiness, let's say, you as a consumer get from, consuming different okay diff different goods or services just to you know kind of simplify that or you look at uh, all kinds of other you know interesting models where you look at unemployment or you look at capital accumulation and relationship you know to let's say unemployment or inflation rate or some other things and uh, so so the point is we apply okay the same models to different applications but that mathematical field, it opens up, well, a whole 
you know, uh, field for questions that both of us are interested in, right? And uh, we debate, we, uh, you know, so, so, so sometimes uh, we kind of question certain things and uh, by talking to each other and exchanging information, we just uh, were able to expand, you know, both of our knowledge and understanding of those particular fields and uh, of those, uh, or even those areas, you know, or those questions. And uh, there are some other people, for instance, I had a friend who passed away. He was, uh, uh, you know, a mathematician. So uh, him and I, we actually talked quite a bit as well. Then, of course, my uh, own dissertation advisor, Roger, okay, he's a very smart guy. I mean, I got, uh, you know, I learned a lot from him as well. And uh, uh, there are other people, including my colleagues. I mean, uh, Aaron uh, is one of my colleagues who is our CTO. I mean, he has a very profound and deep understanding of a lot of programming and backend, okay, development. And uh, getting the, okay, getting to talk to him and exchange a lot of ideas in that regard, well, helps me. So I look up to him whenever I need to understand something on the programming side. And I mean, I program myself, but not as, you know, uh, uh, as uh, as well as he does. And uh, also, uh, we I have another colleague, Leslie, and uh, uh, she is uh, handling a lot of our, of our administrative okay matters. And uh, I'm get, I I get a lot of a lot of help from her as well in terms of how we need to structure even certain protocols, like let's say it was certain certain products in terms of the framework that we have to put on our marketplace. So my point is those people are extremely, extremely important. Also, there are uh, dealers who actually help us big time. Uh, we have people on the board of directors, including like, let's say Mike and Will, who are very successful entrepreneurs themselves. And I'm constantly getting new ideas from them. So you see, it's almost like I'm... Uh, if you think about this, it's almost like if you take a newspaper, right, and you start cutting those ransom notes or something like that, you know what I mean? And then you assemble. So my mentor would be, you know, that kind of, okay, collage of all different people, you know, with different expertise, with different areas of their knowledge that I would be looking, okay, after and would, would be, a, like, let's say, looking for guidance. Because, because to me, it's not really one person, but it, it, it's really a combination of many, many, many smart, you know, and hardworking people. Um, so, and uh, also even when I was actually starting assemble, to assemble our team, I talked to another board of directors of ours. Uh, his name is Jim. Uh, he, he, he's been a highly successful entrepreneur. Actually, we had an exit, you know, when I say an exit, he sold the company uh, for a lot of money. But the, the the point is, it's not even the the monetary metric that uh, distinguishes, you know, uh, him, but uh, his knowledge. He and uh, so I got a lot of guidance in terms of, well, what do you do to actually create the company and get it to move in the direction that you envision it should actually proceed, right? And and so that's another example. And there are many other people, you know, in my life that. Uh, my mom, especially, she, she's an oncologist, and yet I can tell you uh, she knows a lot outside of the medical field, and uh, I continuously bounce a lot of ideas with her. Her husband, Tommy, is a very knowledgeable guy, 
and uh, he knows a lot about different matters that do not, uh, you know, have direct, you know, relationship to let you know. Yet he knows quite a bit. Where all of a sudden, whenever we talk about something, he says, let's say, certain, you know, uh, completely unrelated to okay, uh, let's say, thing that's not even close to let you know, and yet it may actually make me think about something that we are trying to solve today uh, would let you know, you know? So so that will get me an insight that I would not have otherwise, right? And uh, it just goes on and on and on like this. I mean, that's why I said it's not really one person, but a combination of many, many different people. Wow, Boris, man, this has been an awesome interview. I knew this was going to be good. <laughs> because, well, I because mean... of you, you're, you're bringing the heat, you know, you <laughs> the right questions, you know. And when I say the right questions, I'm talking about what actually people want to learn as well, which is important, you know. And at the end of the day, that's what Let You Know is all about. It's to empower people. Yes, we want to empower them to get their own deals. We want to be those deal matching, you know, gurus behind the scenes, so to speak, right? So you can actually get your own deal, feel good about it, feel passionate about it. But at the same time, I mean, this empowerment has a lot of different uh, applications and uh, you are embracing and uh, being a great advocate, you know, for the word empowerment, how to actually well, make all of us better. And uh, so we know more right after your shows. And that's actually a delight. Oh, thank you so much, Boris, for being on my show. And thank you for the compliment, man. You are an extraordinary person, great human being, man. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, I love to be on your show. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pleasure. So thank you so much. Uh, and uh, Listen, anytime, like I said, I mean, as uh, we scale this company, there could be a lot more interesting topics. And uh, if I can help to, you know, give, give people more information on a lot of different, okay, uh, myriad, okay, of different aspects of uh, life that let you know has at least some kind of, okay, application. Well, I, 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 I'm always up to the task, you know, to share those ideas. Awesome. We will definitely have you back, man. Well, thank you so much. And uh, have a great day. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Victory Circle Podcast. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel.